innovation and transformation perspectives from around the world. This tremendous variability in how the legal industry approaches innovation and technology initiatives. And the range is greater still when you expand the scope to different jurisdictions and regions worldwide. Through a series of interviews with innovation leaders and a review of published materials, I explored some of the factors that influence innovation levels across different regions. Namely, we focused on the UK, a number of African nations, Australia, and India. What I found is many interrelated factors are at play. Regional regulations, the maturity of the legal services industry, competitive pressures, and willingness to make financial investments in innovation and technology initiatives. Of course, there are also significant variations across firms within the same region, mostly influenced by the business culture. Before we consider those factors in depth, we must define what we mean by innovation and evaluate the goals underlying innovative actions. The spectrum of innovation. Innovation is not a monolith. It runs along a spectrum from the minuscule to the majestic and encompasses technology, process or both. At one end are incremental changes to existing method or processes. These efficiency drivers are often small initially, yet over time they can produce marked results. On the other side of the spectrum are seismic disruptions, which may involve doing something in an entirely novel way or something that no one has done before. The disruption reinvents how a firm completes a task or follows a process. Innovation is therefore a process of both incremental changes and seismic shifts. It may affect technology and processes as each will have different primary challenges. With technological innovation, adoption is often the biggest challenge. How do you get users engaged and active with technology so the business yields a positive return on investment? Process changes, on the other hand, may or may not involve technology. In these instances, often change management is the obstacle to overcome. How do you introduce the change and convince legal professionals to embrace it? This begs another question. Why innovate at all? What's the purpose behind innovation? Before a firm embarks on a transformation journey, the business needs to establish what it's looking to accomplish. There are regional factors that introduce a difference in approach, but also common ground to be found. I spoke with Karen Sandler, partner and chief knowledge and innovation officer at the leading Australian firm Gilbert and Tobin, who explains, and I quote, there is a large variation within and between geographies. Within some firms, engaging and pushing the boundaries of what can be done in this space and others only starting the transformation journey. There is now a general recognition in legal of the imperative for innovation and transformation globally. And we're seeing different ways of achieving that goal play out within law firms and in-house, end quote. These regional variations impact the type of initiative that a firm may undertake. In new and emerging legal markets, it's harder to justify spending money on technology where the business needs have yet to be proven. Instead, we find that these areas may readily embrace new processes as they don't have the inertia of established methods to overcome. 
On the other hand, in mature and highly competitive legal markets, law firm and legal services providers can add value for the client by making incremental efficiency improvements. Those firms are likely focused on adopting technology, getting it off the shelf and into their practitioner's hand as quickly and as smoothly as possible. Lastly, some firms are looking to bring their clients along on the transformation journey. They can do so by including the clients in the technology and innovation design process. These firms often find value in adding a consultancy arm that can provide dedicated innovation services and digital transformation assistance. In all kinds of markets, firms are also exploring how they can pivot, perhaps by setting up technology incubators or otherwise investing in legal technology startups. Factors driving innovation, UK, Australia, African nations, and India. While there are numerous forces influencing innovation around the world, I've roughly classified them into four broad categories. Number one, the legal system and regulatory structure. Number two, the maturity of the legal profession. Number three, the level of competition in the region. And lastly, number four, the sensitivity to spending on technology or innovation efforts. Let's consider each of these in turn. The legal and regulatory system. Regulations can constrain innovation and so can the flexibility and makeup of the legal system. There may be more opportunity and less constraint in emerging markets with less regulation and fewer established firms. These open markets can present considerable gaps in service, creating opportunities for firms to innovate and quickly move the needle on providing services. In more heavily regulated market, the amount of work required to bring about substantive changes is significant and fewer players will attempt to do so. Without a complex web of regulation, law firms have free reign to innovate. I spoke with Kathy Truter, Head of Knowledge Management at Bowman's, a top African firm with offices in seven African countries. And here's an excerpt from our discussion. There are pockets of extreme innovation. And I think it's driven by opportunity in the sense that Africa is not necessarily as regulated as some of uh, the offshore countries, as I would call them. And as a result, there is an opportunity to innovate in pockets where in other jurisdictions you might be held back by what is the current and having to go through regulators to get certain approvals and the like. In pockets, innovation has really been fast moving. So I think that how innovative a legal practice is correlates quite closely with how innovative the legal sector that they service is. What's the appetite? So in some pockets, extremely innovative. Where regulations are more established, cultural differences can still drive an appreciation for innovation. For example, many European countries enjoy a data-centric culture that embraces AI, data, and analytics as elementary parts of their future successes. See notes for a link to a great article discussing this. This aptitude is spilling over into the legal profession as well. Maturity and general culture of the legal industry.
the flip side of the regulatory structure is generally the maturity of the legal industry. In largely unregulated areas, the legal sector is nascent and open to new approaches. In heavily regulated areas, the profession can be so established as to be stifling. For example, in some regions in Europe, the legal, the legal industry has a heavily institutionalized culture, which can make change an uphill battle. Here's Cathy Truter again. If you go to a jurisdiction where they've never actually done any of those things and they're now given this new solution and this new opportunity, they jump on it, grab it with both hands, and they're just able to use it to its maximum efficiency. And I've seen it even with things that we try and roll out where we really have institutionalized processes are far harder to get the lawyers to really adopt the technology and our clients to adopt the technology in a way that would really benefit them. There's a balance to be found here. A region that is starting effectively from scratch may, counterintuitively, not be as free to innovate because it still is figuring out what needs to be done and how to do it. This tension also plays out on the micro level with individual lawyers in the firms. The junior lawyers, commonly thought of as the most tech-friendly, are often consumed with learning the law and the job, such that they are less able to appreciate and embrace innovation. As a result, it's often the experienced, more senior associates who are the real innovators. These established practitioners know the law, understand the necessary results, and grasp innovation's value in reaching those results much more quickly and efficiently. Competitive pressure. Countering an established legal market's inertia is one of the most significant innovation drivers, business competition. Competitive pressure is perhaps the primary driver of innovation in the UK legal market, which has had to grapple with the big four accounting firms, amongst others, ever since the passage of the Legal Services Act 2007. The Act allowed external ownership of law firms, known as Alternative Business Structures, ABS, that pressure has led to some widespread practices, such as firms developing consulting arms to aid clients with legal technology. In a recent example, Mishkan Derea has launched its consultancy, MDR Tech, to provide clients with digital transformation advice and legal engineering services. Again, refer to the notes for a link to a great article about that. The competitive picture is similar in India. A part of the market is dominated by legal process outsourcing firms, LPOs, and independent practitioners and law firms must decide whether they wish to compete or collaborate. I spoke with Komal Gupta, head of artificial intelligence and innovation for one of the largest firms in the country, Cyril Amarchand Mangaldas, CAM, in New Delhi. She explains in her own words. LPOs are a are a class apart in using technology because they do outsourcing work and outsourcing work is possible because of technology use. The lawyers who are working in LPOs are always going to be tech-savvy lawyers and they will be delivering legal services through technology. So I think the pandemic has accelerated the acceptance of technology. In India, otherwise, generally, the technologies that are very mature or which are easily accepted amongst the lawyers is legal research and contracts. 
and the third one i hope they start uh, realizing that proofreading is one of the very important proofreading tools are good for them to come up with great drafts in other emerging markets there may be a question of who firms should consider the com- competition for example going back to Cathy Truter in Africa she stipulates that the jurisdictions in which we have offices are the typical jurisdictions where international clients come to invest in an emerging market like Africa so you find that majority of our clients are international clients that operate with the best international law firms so from our perspective that's who we benchmark ourselves against jumping over an ocean to australia similar pressures are at work the legal services industry there is valued at 21 billion dollars check the link for an article and due to the rise of legal services provided by the big four accounting firms and disruption from a more agile streamlined quote unquote new law firms it's become intensely competitive this has led to intense pressure for innovation and legal technology great link here as well check the notes please while many australian firms are taking a cautious approach australia's thriving legal tech startup scene enjoyed more than 1 billion dollars in investment in 2018 another great article linked here we return back to karen sandler who notes and i quote culturally and from a legal system perspective australia is well placed to take advantage of startup and legal operations growth in these geographies and we have a competitive legal market with few large players which forces many to engage with innovation and transformation as such I think we're seeing a strong focus on innovation in Australia within law firms and are starting to see in-house teams really focus on this as well. End quote. Investment in innovation. Unfortunately, despite the availability of legal technology offerings, legal departments across Australia tend to underinvest, allocating only 4% of their internal expenditure to technology. the source for this is quoted in the notes without investment innovation can stagnate conversely with the right strategy and investment behind innovation efforts it's possible to produce results that advance the business and the broader profession for example the uk firm travis smith recently open sourced the code for its contract labeling software atatona again check the notes for a source and a link in emerging markets like india the economies of scale can make a tremendous difference in technological investment because the legal industry's spending power is only equal to the value perceived by the market firms and vendors have to find ways to establish the market through massive adoption of technology before necessarily seeing a full return on their investment to counter that challenge Indian firm Cam has recently launched the second round of his tech incubator and we go once again to Komal Gupta who explains why did prarambh happened prarambh happened because we wanted to 
explored domestic legal tech products and we realized that as we were exploring the quality was not that great people did not have the confidence there was lack of demand there was lack of supply there was lack of investment and that is why great products were not being made in uh, india legal tech products and uh, which is the reason why we've had to subscribe to foreign technologies there are always some shortcomings because the training has not been given uh, keeping in mind the indian scenario the indian documents the indian legal environment and that is why i think domestic talent can do best justice here but they need encouragement they need support they need investment individual firm characteristics influencing innovation regional factors aside there are also undoubtedly firm specific characteristics that influence innovative approaches likelihood and successes firm structure and culture are high on that list along with interest energy and investment the more that a firm is willing to come to the table and talk about innovation and better yet to invest in it the better position that firm will be to innovate Gilbert and Tobin is repeatedly recognized as the most innovative firm in the Asia Pacific region. The innovation mindset, the innovation mindset must permeate the DNA of the business to find such successes. Here's Karen Sadler again, and I quote, "To meet the challenges of tomorrow, the legal operations area of the firm must shift from being considered support, i.e. an overhead, to an essential expected part of high value legal services to this end we created and nurtured a dedicated legal services innovation lsi team to support and cultivate the development of a transformational mindset within gnt she continues this team is made up of data scientists management consultants capability experts lawyers and lean and design thinking specialists by bringing these skill sets together on client matters we leverage our diverse expertise to better support legal service delivery and quote innovation is in a real sense subject to physical laws of inertia and momentum and while 2020 has thrown everyone for a loop it's provided an enormous shot of momentum for innovation as capabilities like remote work and transaction management have taken on new importance conclusion recognize that innovation and transformation initiatives sit along a spectrum from incremental to disruptive understanding the intent behind the project will allow the business to consider the best way to innovate as i've highlighted throughout innovation approaches vary worldwide driven by local pressures and constraints and they can range just as much within an individual firm however what is undeniable is that the firm's culture is critical in directing the shape and pace of innovation one of my favorite quotes from the book three horizons by bill sharp is the unknown of our experience is not the same as the unknown of knowledge moving into the unknown and making it known in a new way is just what we living things do. I'll leave you with that thought and the question how will you foster innovation in your practice?